0: Hi there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Hello there and welcome back to another podcast of Raising Resilient Teens. My name is Sasha Lester and today going to have a little bit of fun we're going to talk about teenage dating let's start off with some questions is your teenager dating simple one do you know if your teenager is dating do you know if your son or daughter has a potential love interest on the side How young was your teenager when they started dating or when they started seeing someone or when they had their first kiss? Do you have that relationship with your teenager that they will tell you this stuff or even if they don't, that when you find out about it and you talk to them about it, they don't immediately shut you down and go, oh my God, no, 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 that didn't happen. As a parent, are you ready for your child? Because let's face it. They're always our children. Are you ready for them to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Did your teenagers kind of just morph into the dating scenario? Or was it a, mum, I've got a boyfriend. Fred's my boyfriend. Thinking back to like when when I was a teenager, you know, many months ago, do kids actually even get asked out anymore? Like, do they... Because I remember when I was going to school, it was the, will you go out with me type question. But like, does that even still happen now? The whole subject of teenage dating obviously leads to underage sex and teenage sex. And that's not going to be covered in today's podcast. It's just all around the antics of uh, of your kids actually dating and you as parents accepting that and being okay with that or not being okay with that and moving forward with that so the whole the whole sex scenario that will come back later i actually can't remember when harry started dating and i think as i might have mentioned earlier it just started happening it was as if one minute he he didn't have any interest in any girls whatsoever and the next minute he did I was the type of parent that did allow girl friends to come over and hang with him. And there was one particular occasion where this girl came over and they were hanging out in Harry's bedroom. And look at the location that we were at. His his room had two doors. One was out to um, the dining room. The other one went out to an outdoor veranda. And so both doors were open. Like I could see what was going on. I could see what was happening. And I think I went down and did something in the garden for maybe about five or ten minutes. And I came up and both doors were shut. And I'm like, oh my lord. Anyway, so I first opened the door and the doona was pulled up over them, and they were just sitting there. Like at like I'd busted them, literally busted them. I ripped back the Duna cover and They were still fully clothed, but it was like, you know what? You've been busted prior to being actually fully busted. I actually really wasn't ready for it. Not in the slightest was I ready to deal with that. And I just said, look, you know, do you want me to tell your parents about this? Because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be okay with it. So how about we just move the whole situation from the bed into the lounge room or you can go home and I think she actually opted to go home. And then there was another brief moment in time where Harry was dating another lovely young lady, and she lived not too far from us in a huge, beautiful house overlooking the ocean. And in my mind, I was thinking, yes, she's the one. They broke up a few weeks later. I was mortified. I don't think we're ever fully prepared for our children to start dating or even seeing anyone after I split from my husband around 2011 I'd often go and see this tarot card reader and psychics on a regular occasion and I was always looking for answers FYI they really don't have the answers only you have the answers Yet I would go there pretty much regularly. Every single Sunday it became a regular occurrence. We'd go and have poppages Harry would take Addie and walk up and down the markets and I'd get my tarot cards read and I'd always ask them to, you know, like, how's my life going and how's my kids going? And I went to this one particular psychic lady. She was up the coast and we got talking about about the kids in general. But I, I remember Harrison in particular and she said to me that Harry would fall in love with someone special, that he would be okay that he would rely heavily on the person that he would fall in love with, that this person would be his rock, that this person would drive a And she actually told me that he would have many encounters with the law, but but would be okay. She told me that he would end up being a tradie, to which he is now. He's actually a cabinet maker. And actually all of her predictions of this one particular lady, they have all come true to date. And, and she told me that everything would be okay. So for me as a parent, it's really important that my kids are happy with whoever they're with, Whatever they're doing, I just want them happy. And I was actually judged very early on, on many occasions, by my father about the boyfriends that I had and the decisions that I was making in life. For me, I was really determined not to turn out to be like my father. Moving from Harry to Addie, because Addie actually comes to me and she's like, Mum, why are your podcasts? always about Harry and never about me so this one I will share the load and share the the funny stories so the conversations I have with Addie around like teenage dating and about boys they're really funny because she's at that like she's 14 and a half now so she's kind of interested but not interested boys at school, they've all got nicknames. And I think this is actually stemmed from me when I was dating. Um, like I was on the Tinder apps and all the other dating apps. And I'd give these guys code names as a way of like, you know, um, I'll just give you a code name until you're worthy of actually having a real name. And that used to be a big joke between my friends and I that Oh, you must really like him because now we're talking about him like using his real name. So that was pretty funny. Um, And Addie, she'd come home from school and she'd talk about the boys at school with code names. And it was really, really funny for her to, um, to bring that home and to see that follow through because she knew that I didn't know Fred from Barney from Jim, like code names, I could link them all together because all the stories were the same. So um, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's cute. I think when our kids start to find an interest in, say, boys or girls, then we as parents, we we have this sense of angst and worry just flood over us. Like, Are they going to be okay and will they make good decisions and what about if he's not good enough for my child? And you know what? They're never good enough. Our partners were probably never good enough for us when we started dating them in our parents' eyes. And I think it's really important that we actually think about that. It's important to be supportive. Just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick about it. And when it does happen, they're actually feeling old enough that they can be dating and they're feeling responsible enough and ready to take that next step and as parents and as adults, we just have to be there and to guide them and to listen to them. And if we do have questions or concerns, raise it with them and talk to them about it because they will actually cherish and cherish and appreciate the conversations that you're having with them. So to close off things, I do have one more story about Addy I think she was about six or seven at the time. She she was still at primary school and at this particular time we were living up at my mum's place. So it was a 90-minute drive from Brisbane to the Sunshine Coast and it was a great time for both kids and I to really connect and we would get through homework and we talk about the school day. We talk about our positives for each other, what we loved about each other, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And one particular day was so funny. It was even before we'd reached the bridge to head across, um, head across the Brisbane River heading north. And I asked Addie about her day. She said to me, she said, you know what, mum, Fred's my boyfriend. Now, Fred in my podcast is a generic name. So Fred doesn't actually exist. And Fred wasn't... Her boy, boyfriend, in inverted commas, at the time. So, just a generic name. So, she pops up in the background. She goes, you know what, mum? Fred's my boyfriend. And I'm like, in my head, this is going to be great. That's great, darling. How did you and Fred reach boyfriend girlfriend status like how did it all happen because didn't he only start school like yesterday or the day before like isn't he only new and she said to me she said oh I just told him I said well what do you mean you told him Addy and she said well I just told him she said hi I'm Addie. uh you can be my boyfriend if you like and he said yes I'm like oh okay she said yep yeah, it's that simple mum it really is And I just I just nodded and smiled. And she's still still to this day she just comes out with the most left field things that just make me smile. So I'm going to close off this podcast around teenage dating. It's just simple. Nothing has to be challenging or difficult. So I hope you found it fun. I hope you found it entertaining. I hope there's bits in there that you can relate to. I hope you're not feeling alone. And you know what? We're all doing a kick-ass job on raising our teens. And until next time, have a great day. And just like that, it's a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao.